This morning's scripture comes to us from the book of John, chapter 15, verses 9 through 17, and can be found in the New Testament in your pew Bible on page 109. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my commandment, my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be with you, and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. If the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. Because you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was reaching for a way to give a message today, acknowledging that it's Mother's Day and family of the festival of the Christian home, but also wanting to not get stuck in the sentimentality that can be attached, because I am, at the foundation of my being, a very sentimental guy. And I could stay stuck there. Scripture for the last few weeks has been focused on 1 John and the Gospel of John all about the centrality of love in our Christian life. The Bible talks about it a lot. I am convinced at this point in my ministry that it is the central foundational principle There's nothing sadder in my ministry, for example, to go to be called to attend to a funeral, to discover that the family is in the midst of a huge fight, one that they can't even remember who started, but even in the moment of loss, they can't get beyond it. They're nurturing the hurts and the hatreds. I want to say to them, let it go. So I looked for a scripture that I could attach to today's reading that Connie has offered to us from John, chapter 15, that one that says, I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. And there's another story in the Gospel of Mark that helps us remember how difficult love may be. It also, I believe, reminds us that even Jesus found it difficult at times. The story is found in Mark chapter 7, verses 24 through 37. It's the familiar story of the 
Syrophoenician woman. Here's what it says. From there he set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know that he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee. In the region of the Decapolis, they brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his finger into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. So on a day early in Jesus' ministry, at a time when he was trying to get a little peace from the crowd, and perhaps from his nagging disciples, Jesus stole away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. He sought a quiet place, a place where no one knew who he was. He traveled north of Galilee, through Syria, and on to the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. He walked for over 40 miles. There were no buses, no cars, no tourists bearing cameras and, no, and water bottles, for as yet, no one realized that this was a holy land. He walked alone seeking a place where he would be beyond the reach of the needy and the curious. He entered a house and he collapsed upon a bed. Perhaps, he thought, now he could rest. Well, perhaps not. There was a woman, you see. She was not a Jew, but rather she was a woman of the area, a Syrophoenician woman, a Gentile. She cared little for religion. Matters of the spirit, you see, take second place to matters of survival. She had no patience for political distinctions or rigid standards of propriety. She burst in upon Jesus with no thought for how it might look to the neighbors. She knew only that her daughter was in trouble. 
And she had heard that this man, this Jew, this Jesus, could help. Her daughter had an unclean spirit, we're told. Well, who knows what that might have been. Perhaps her daughter was crazy. Perhaps she was ill with something like epilepsy. Maybe she was hanging with the wrong crowd and coming in at all hours of the night, or worse yet, not coming in at all. Maybe she was hooked on crack or alcohol. Perhaps the woman knew only that there was trouble because now they were fighting all the time. Whatever it was, it was unclean. And it was inside her daughter. And she did not know what to do or where to turn. So she came and she bowed down at his feet. She had no appointment, no letter of referral, no friendly introduction. She wasted no time in making small talk to gain his attention. She was intruding and she knew it and she didn't care. It was best to come right to the point, she thought. She wanted to sound strong and in control, but she fell to begging almost from the very start. Is that not always the way? When we are seeking help for someone we love, is it not love that makes rational detachment impossible? How enmeshed we get into the problems of those we love. I can imagine. I will be strong, she might say to herself. Or as we might say, I will not cry today. And then with our first word, all strength evaporates and the tears flow in spite of ourselves. I think... It is easy to relate to the Syrophoenician woman. Well, they say that Jesus was the Son of God, and I believe it. But for a moment, for a moment on this day, he was more, I think, a tired and lonely and exhausted man. How harsh and rejecting his words sound now. Later, he says. And then, in what commentators say is a cryptic remark that sounds for all the world like a racial slur, he calls her a dog. Well, sometimes I think that the human Jesus and the divine Jesus did not get along very well. But she would not be denied. Paraphrasing what she says, she says, I may be a dog, but even the dogs are not denied the crumbs that fall from the children's plate. And it hit him hard. This woman who came to him driven by her love for her daughter and her dread of what might happen to her child was not going to let an insult stop her. And it brought him back, caught him short. 
his fatigue vanished. And he saw before him a mother who desired to help her daughter and to help her daughter who was in trouble. And I think if you listen closely, you can detect a faint hint of gratitude in Jesus' reply. For saying that, he says, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And so it had. Mark does not tell us how long Jesus rested in the region of Tyre. He only reports that Jesus then journeyed north to Sidon before returning south to the region of the Decapolis, south of the Sea of Galilee. What a funny way to travel. What a weird itinerary this is. What would cause him to wander so far out of his way? Get a map. Look it up. We have no way of knowing Perhaps he was visiting friends. But perhaps he needed a little more time to reflect upon his encounter with the Syrophoenician woman. We do know this. When he arrived in his home region, back with the crowds and the disciples, he encountered another group of distressed people. This time they brought him their friend, a deaf man, who also had trouble speaking. And they begged him, begged Jesus, to lay his hand upon him. This time there was no hesitation. This time Jesus accepted the love and the concern that they, present, that they presented. Jesus took the man aside put his fingers into his ears and looking to heaven shouted, Be opened! And the people were astounded. And they began to sing, Hear him, ye deaf. Sing praise, ye dumb. Your loosened tongues employ, ye blind behold. Your Savior come and leap, ye lame for joy. So it remains for us today. Those in need of healing. Jesus is eager to, eager to take you aside, whether that healing be for ears that will not hear, or tongues that will not speak, or hearts that are shattered and closed. Those who know that a loved one carries an unclean spirit. Those whose love for the possessed has left you with no place to turn. Jesus is eager to receive you. Fall at his feet and lay your burden down. On the day, one day, in the early part of Jesus' ministry, he traveled, we're told, to the region of Tyre. He sought a place where he was not known, where he could rest, where he could get away from the crowd. But there came to him in that day a, a Syrophoenician woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit. And because of her love for her daughter... 
she begged him for healing. And since that day, countless people have sought his touch for themselves and for those they love. And no one, no one has been denied. Thanks be to God.